Hey, hey, everybody. So, okay. So, oh, geez, we're going to go back to that. So I've realized that I say that a lot and I am done apologizing to it. Okay. It's just gonna be my intro from now on. It's going to be, hey, hey guys. Okay. So that's exactly what it's going to be because I've realized that is just my thing. That is what I say. That's what I do. I don't know if it's a tick. I don't know if it's a bad habit. Not sure, but uh, we're going to go with it. So welcome to today's episode. I don't even know what number episode that is. That's how much of a horrible podcaster I am, I suppose. I don't have an intro. I don't have an outro. I don't know what number this is. Uh, We just offer value here at the Decoded Project, and we just kind of go with it. Um, Maybe someday we'll get our life together here, but until then, we are just going to keep spitting truth at you. We are going to keep coming at you with the fire uh, and helping you improve your life, your communication, your business, your relationships, and pretty much everything on the level of interpersonal skills. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and dive into today's episode. It is all about communication. I don't know if you could hear that drum roll, but I was doing a bomb drum roll. Anyway. Um, It is all about communication, and I could do a whole series on this. In fact, I definitely think I will, and if you're listening to this right now, I want you to let me know if a communication series would help you. Um, I'm actually just going to go ahead and say I think it could really help all Americans, (laughs) really just all humans. Um, I feel like this is our biggest downfall as humans, is our inability uh, to communicate effectively. And I mean, honestly, when you think about it, this is exactly what leads to any and all wars, uh, all political divide, all personal uh, divisiveness is all about miscommunication. And it is all about how we take in and how we receive messages, the filter it goes through, how our perception warps it, and then how our understanding of what was said to us or what was done or what was, you know, whatever the case may be, um, we then begin to put our own interpretation on it. And so this is this is a huge thing that, that we, especially um, oh, in the past 15, 20 years, as we've moved more into the digital age, has become a skill we are not as good at. And so you're going to find studies that actually say two completely different things. They are going to say, number one, this generation is worse at communicating than ever before. Um, But what they are talking about is they are talking about interpersonal communication skills. They are talking about social skills when it comes to communication. However, they also said we are the best at communicating. But what they mean is we find the most avenues by which to express our forms of communication. Okay. Um, And it just means we are also more vocal. So so I think the data is a little bit skewed. Because there's just more communicating going on, which is naturally going to make those numbers larger. But really, when I think you dive into the percentages, uh, the percentages really don't change. Just the number is larger. And just like any and all data, uh, it's going to be twisted to be whatever we want it to be. Um, But that, my friend, is a whole other podcast for a whole other time. A podcast that probably will never happen just because (laughs) I'm going to sip my tea right now. Okay. Not my figurative tea, my real tea. Although maybe my figurative tea as well. Anyway, okay, before I lose viewers or listeners or whatever they're called, 
we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and dive right in. So I'm gonna talk to you guys today about the seven necessary and vital skills to having effective communication in your relationships today. And obviously, I feel like I could list a hundred probably a thousand skills that are necessary for communication. But for the sake of this podcast, I am just simply going to be talking to you about the seven uh, that I think are most vital and really contribute to the most miscommunication. Um, and if this does end up becoming a series, we will dive into these and they will probably become subcategories and sub skills that we can learn to become better communicators. But uh, I want to just talk first about uh, you know, the word communication and in there is kind of the word commune. And what does commune mean? It means to come together. And so first of all, I think we suck at communication because we forget the purpose of communication. The purpose of communication is to come together. Okay. It, whoever you, because obviously you don't communicate with yourself, right? It's always between you and another person, you and something else. And so the whole point of it is to come together, to come together, um, to hear, to receive, to express. Okay. But what we end up doing is we don't look at it as a means of coming together. We look at it from a very egocentric point of view, from a very selfish point of view of, I don't care about receiving what they have to say. I just need to express what I want to say. And the only reason you are open to receiving is not to actually receive, but to respond, right? How many of you guys can attest to that, right? If you're being truly honest with yourself. And so we're going to go ahead and dive right in. So, so skill number one is I want you to think, um, am I speaking to be heard or am I speaking to be understood? Okay. Because there is a big difference. When you just speak to be heard, you talk at people. You're not as tactful, right? You're not as mindful about what you're saying and how you're saying it. And I don't care who you're talking to. I don't care if it's your grandma, your spouse, your your business partner. You always have to be careful about how you say things, not because it's like, oh, I want to protect their feelings and, you know, oh, I shouldn't have to do that because I'm comfortable with this person. They should know who I am. No, one, it's a respect thing. And two, it's about clarity. Okay, when you are more uh, when you choose your words better, you allow for more clarity to exist in your message. And what does clarity do? It allows you to be more understood. Okay. It gives a clearer direction and it leads to a solution and it leads to truer understanding. So you have to first decide, am I saying this to be heard because I just need someone to hear how I'm feeling? And if that is the case, okay, then you're actually seeking to be understood. And so everything has a much larger key player, but we get so caught up in what we see and we take it for face value that we are so blinded by that. And so number one is speak, not just speaking to be heard, but speaking to be understood. And so this in and of itself, if you never took away anything and you only did tip one, would still make a major difference in your communication because as you were speaking to people, you would begin to filter it through this idea of, am I speaking with clarity so that I can be understood, okay? And, and then we're gonna get a little bit more into what that means. Um, but for right now, that's just tip number one is speaking, not just to be heard, but to be understood because it allows for uh, more clarity in your message and how you are saying things and making sure you're using the right words, making sure that, you know, you're not being cryptic. You're not allowing 
people room to assume, right? Because so often we're like, well, if they love me and if they're close enough to me, I shouldn't have to ask for that. I shouldn't have to ask for them to love me. I shouldn't have to ask for them to understand me. I shouldn't have to ask for them to know this. I should just know this. No. First of all, that's a very egocentric way to think because it's all about you and it is not about the other person. Plus, how, how would it actually hurt you to be more clear to be more clear in your message? Right? It's never gonna hurt anything. It also leaves less room for assumption, which means there's less room for getting it wrong, which means you are probably going to end up more satisfied most of the times in whatever it is you're communicating about. Okay. Number two, and this is a this is the biggie, okay? <laughs> and some of you, this is going to blow your dang mind, okay, is decide if you are trying to find validation or resolution, okay? So often, people are under this misconception that when they are entering into a means of communication with somebody, especially having one of those courageous conversations, the nature of the conversation feels like it's it's seeking resolution, right? Like if you're having an argument and you're coming together, everyone's under this false presumption that we are here to find resolution. But that is completely false, right? Um, both people or one of the people might only be seeking validation, but they don't know that because they feel like they're there to find resolution, but they're under that false pretense, okay? And how do you know when you're only there for validation, okay? Uh, what you're talking about is not going to be focusing on how you're feeling and what that person did to make you feel that way and asking how to make things differently. You use words like I only. You use a word like because or but or well and other justifying words that essentially place emphasis on blaming others or blaming circumstances and not keeping the focus on how you're feeling, not keeping the focus on your truth. What you're trying to do is force them to see how you're feeling, understand how you're feeling, and then agree with how you're feeling, okay? That's how you can tell you are entering into a conversation that is seeking only validation and not resolution, okay? Wanting resolution is understanding that the goal is not to always agree or sympathize or fully comprehend or understand, but simply to hear and receive and hold space, okay? That's it. You cannot force people to understand the way you feel. You cannot force people to understand and look at things through your point of view because guess what? They are not you. They have not had your experiences. They have not lived your life. They do not look at things through your filter. So it is impossible for them to see that. They can always try the best they can, but essentially if you're going in there with the idea of you need to sympathize with me, you need to understand me, you're not going for resolution, you're going for validation. And so what happens? You don't find resolution because you're not on that path. And then you get frustrated and it creates a cycle where then you still begin to blame the other person. You don't understand me. You don't want you don't want to find, you know, resolution. You don't want to do this. You don't and you get, right? You're back in that blaming cycle. Okay? Because you're there for the wrong reason, but you're under false pretenses that you're there to find a solution, but you are not, honey. You, you are not. You just need validation. Okay? 
So remember, wanting resolution is understanding that the goal is not always to agree or sympathize or even give permission that the other what the other person did was okay. It's not. It's not. It's not that point, right? That's not the point of this. The point is to find a resolution. The resolution might be: I heard what you have to say. You heard what I have to say. I respect that there can be multiple truths to this, and we're going to honor that. Find something that meets in the middle and move forward. Okay, so think what is the overall goal, right? Most feel like uh, they're working towards a resolution, but instead, each person is simply seeking validation and needing their points to be recognized. That's a very egocentric thing, right? Um, and so a lot of you guys are going to think, oh my God. <laughs> Again, this is going to drastically change the way you communicate when you are truly honest with yourself, right? If you can be honest with anybody, it should be yourself. If you can't be honest with yourself and you lie to yourself, how can you ever expect to have honest and open communication with others? So if you are lying to yourself and you're saying, I'm a great communicator, I'm fantastic at this, I don't do any of these things, honey, you are lying because even the world's best communicators will always admit there is room for growth in areas where they are bad and they are always trying to identify how to be a better communicator. And so um, you can't look good and grow at the same time. That's just impossible. So if this is a new skill for you, you're going to fumble through it. You're going to look stupid. You're going to feel stupid, right? You're going you're gonna to mess up. It's not going to look pretty, but you're making growth and you're constantly getting better at it. And that's all that matters, okay? So remember that you can't look good and grow at the same time. <laughs> Just not possible, right? It's kind of like you can't look cute and work out at the same time, right? If you still look cute at the end of your workout, you didn't work out hard enough. <laughs> all right, so let's move on to number three. Number three is focus on how you feel, what made you feel that way, and leave it at that, okay? And so going back to my, you know, my clinical life, you know, one of the things we always talked about was using I statements, right? I feel blank when you blank or when this happened, right? I felt really frustrated when you didn't do the dishes the first time I asked. It makes me feel like I'm not a priority in your life, but I'm open to hearing how that's probably not the case. Can you see how that is like a ridiculously different conversation than you never do what I ask and I always have to ask 10 million times and you never, you just don't even care, right? One, when people do that, they're prescribing feelings to other people, which one, is not your right. Two, you're assuming things about the other person, how they think, feel, act, which again is not your right. And two, you are blaming. And what does blame do is put the other person in defense mode. And when they're in defense mode, they are not open to receiving what you have to say. They're only seeking to be understood. Right? They're only seeking to be heard and they're defensive. And now what you've done is create this war. Okay? Because so, again, each person is now seeking validation. No one is working towards a resolution. And so always telling yourself, working through that script, I feel blank when you blank. It makes me feel blank, right? You focus on the feelings because here's the thing. Feelings cannot be refuted because they are your truth. It might not be my truth. I may not think it's a valid reason, but that is not my place. Okay, and we have to respect that. You may not be frustrated when someone asks you to do, you know, to do the dishes 10 million times, but somebody else might. Okay, so keep it on your feelings. I feel blank when you blank. Okay, keep it on feeling words. I feel frustrated when I have to ask you to do the dishes a million times. It makes me feel like 
Okay, you're being specific. You were calling it out. You were leaving zero room for assumption. You were not putting them on the defense. You were not blaming them. You were not making their feelings, uh, excuse me, your feelings their problem. So guess what they're going to do? They're going to be more open because you were automatically setting the stage for peace, not war. Okay? So... Focus on how you feel, what made you feel that way, and leave it at that. Then what you do is as soon as you're done saying what you need to say, shut up. <laughs> okay? Shh. That's what you're going to do. Because you've put something down and now you are in receiving mode. When that person says what they need to say, you simply receive it. That is it. If you need to respond, you use active listening. We've talked about this in previous podcasts. What is active listening? Active listening is showing the other person you hear what they are saying. It is not your job to refute their feelings, to refute their truth, okay? And if they combat you and they say how it's not that way, or they say that they don't intend to, or they say that whatever, it's not your job to say, well, yes, you do. Oh, really? Well, you both, no, that's responding, not receiving. Okay? It is not your job to respond. It is your job to receive. Because again, going back to point number two, what are you seeking? Resolution or validation? If you respond, you're seeking validation. If you receive, you're seeking resolution. Okay, you also are expecting immediate results and honey, that just ain't going to happen because people need to chew and digest what is being said. Okay, so that's that's point number four. I kind of got ahead of myself, but that's point number four is stop responding and just start receiving. (laughs) Honor their point of view. Okay. And again, honoring doesn't mean you're giving permission for it to be okay. You're not giving permission. You're not saying it's okay. It's all right that you feel that way. You know, it's okay that you feel whatever. You're not giving it permission. It does not mean you agree. Okay. It does not mean that you you're you're saying, oh, it's okay. You can keep doing it. It's not saying any of those things. Honoring their point of view simply means you are allowing multiple realities to exist at the same time, okay? There are these parallel universes in our own little world. We are all living our in our own little worlds, and they are existing parallel to one another, okay? When you go into defense mode and you don't honor their point of view and you begin to create your own reality based on what you assume the other person means, you are you are discrediting their reality. You are discrediting their feelings. You are saying they are not valid and only your point of view is right. Okay? You are not allowing the fact that multiple realities can exist at the same time. Two people can interpret the same event very, very differently. When you are seeking resolution, you are honoring that. You're not saying that the way they view it, you're like, oh, I now, you know, don't think of the way I view it as correct at all. I'm coming over to your side and I think you're all correct. No, that is not what it's saying. You're simply receiving it and using active listening. So after you say your piece, you use your wonderful I statements, you shut up, okay, you zip it, and you receive. You listen to what they have to say. And listen, you do not respond, you simply receive. And with active listening, you can say, okay, 
I honor the way that you feel about that. I heard that you felt this way and this way and this way. You're not saying, oh, I totally understand where you're coming from. I can totally see why you would think that. You, if you don't totally see how you can think, then don't say that. But you know what you can say? You can say, I heard you say you were frustrated. I heard you say that you didn't feel heard. I heard you say you were angry and sad and hurt. I heard you say those things, okay? I heard you say that you were hurt when I said what I said the way that I said it, right? They're going to go, yeah, I was. Now, if you feel like you want to um, create some healing around that, that's totally up to you. But I'm going to tell you whether you create healing around that or not. Again, you can you can apologize for creating a feeling or for for creating space for a feeling to exist in another person that you did not intend does not mean you are apologizing for what you said or that it's any less truthful. And a lot of people seem to be like if they say they're sorry, I'm sorry that that I'm sorry that made you frustrated. Is guys, if you start doing that, the difference it makes in your relationships. They know you're not giving permission for what you said. They're, they know you're not recanting what you said. They know you're not switching camps and coming over to their side. But it, it all people want is to be understood. That's it. That is it. This is the point of communication. It does not mean you have to abandon everything you think, feel, and, and act like in order to come over to their their side and be like, oh, now I'm going to be just like you and agree with you and do everything just like you. No, it's not, it's not what it means. It just simply means you are allowing the space for multiple realities to exist because we are different people with different perspectives, different pasts, different abilities or inabilities, Okay. And you're using those awesome active listening skills. In fact, most of communication is listening, like two-thirds is listening, one-third is speaking. So when you're in doubt of what to say, just shut up and listen. And then repeat back what you heard. Focus on the feeling words. Wow. I'm so sorry, Karen. All I heard, no, you don't even have to say sorry. Let's go back. So I know some people are going to be like, well, I'm not sorry. <laughs> okay. You can say, wow, Okay. So I heard you felt really frustrated when I did that. You felt like I was telling you it wasn't okay to feel that way. You felt like I wasn't giving you permission to have those feelings. Is that correct? Or correct me if I'm wrong, but I want to make sure I heard you. I want to make sure I heard you correctly. Right? They'll correct you if it's if it's wrong. And remember, you 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 stay in this space even if they don't. Them stepping out of those bounds does not give you permission to all of a sudden be like, screw this, screw this, help the communication, right? You do, do not add fuel to the fire because again, you will not be understood. And ultimately that is your point, okay? If you feel like the other person is not open and available for feedback, it is not the time for communication. So come back when it is. You can even ask them, hey, are you open for some feedback? Hey, are you available for some communication? I would love to find some resolution around the recent events that just transpired or what just happened or whatever. Okay, number five. Number five is stop thinking in binary terms of right and wrong. First of all, it is not up to you to tell someone the way they feel is wrong or the way you feel is right. The goal is to simply be heard. Remember, the goal is to simply be understood. That is it. 
You are not agreeing or giving permission for anything to continue living. You're not saying that like, oh, I agree with you, right? You're not saying that, oh, because we found resolution, it means like she had to agree with me or I had to agree with him. That is not what it is saying. It is, again, you are agreeing that multiple realities exist at the same time, which means it doesn't have to be right and doesn't have to be wrong. The way you said something, when you think in binary terms, in very black and white terms, you do yourself such a disservice by not allowing other people to have emotions around what they feel, but only you. Think of how selfish that sounds. Only you can have feelings about that, and only your feelings are valid about that, but not the other person's. That's probably why you're in the situation you're in is because other people are feeling that their opinions are valid or their feelings are valid and not yours. And you're feeling like so indignant about that. Like, oh, how dare they? Yet you are having the same feelings about them. Think about how hypocritical that sounds right now. Okay. So stop thinking in binary terms of right and wrong. The goal is to simply be understood and allow multiple realities to exist at the same time. Okay. We all come from pasts. We all come with experiences. We all come with skills. And some of them have more than others, which leads me into point number six. Sorry, I had to hiccup. <laughs> number six is understanding that all communication skills stem from something being taught to you previously. How was it taught to you? Think about how you grew up. Okay, we're going to get all woo-woo for a second, like all therapy stuff, right? But it matters. We only know what we are taught, whether we are taught it verbally or visually or indirectly. You are taught something, okay? That is how you have learned. You have learned things. Think about how you learned to communicate. Think about how you grew up. How were you shown to communicate your feelings? How were you told to communicate your feelings? Do your parents constantly scream and yell at you? Did your, your parents constantly invalidate your feelings and tell you you couldn't be sad and couldn't be angry and that you it wasn't okay? You couldn't raise your voice. You couldn't do this. You couldn't do that. Okay, uh, did your parents give you the silent treatment? Were they constantly blaming you or blaming others? Were they always seeking attention and validation? Were they not willing to understand your point of view? You know, all those things, okay? Whether it was your parents, your grandparents, your aunt, your uncle, your group home, your, your whatever, okay? Is that what you're repeating? I want, when you're in the middle of your communicating, whatever it is, I want you to stop and think, am I repeating that? Do you feel that was a functional means of communication then? And if not, why the hell are you repeating it now, expecting a different outcome? Why the heck are you doing the same things your your caregivers did to you that made you feel invalidated, that made you feel worthless, that made you feel not heard, that made you feel really sad and frustrated and angry? Why are you repeating that and, and inflicting that on others, expecting a different outcome? Okay. Do not do that. It does not magically change. <laughs> Ineffective means of communication does not magically create stronger relationships over time because the world changes in that direction. No. Okay? It does not. And finally, number seven is communicating with others for the sole purpose of making them feel what you feel is not communication. It is retaliation. Okay? 
if you are a responder, if you mostly communicate reactively instead of proactively, your primary goal in communication is to retaliate, not to be understood. When you use words that are like name calling and you're belittling and you're assuming and you're you're using all of these preconceived notions to apply to others that make this reality of yours their reality and then you begin to react to a false reality you created and then and then inherently create this fake news, right? This like fake situation that you are now responding to that you have actually manifested into reality. So I talk a lot about big deal or little deal, right? There's a little deal. You look at it through your lens and your trauma. So it becomes a big deal because you suppose and you assume how the other person must be think, feeling, or acting like. And you make that your reality because your narrative is telling you that it's true. So inherently, the way you respond makes it come true. If it's a little deal and you respond as a big deal, guess how that other person's going to respond? They're going to respond like it's a big deal too. And now what you have, you have a big deal. And then you're like, oh, oh my God, see, they, they don't like me. They never liked me. Oh my God. No, no. Something was said. Your narrative twisted it, right? Because of that lens going, going back to number six is thinking about how you grew up. It affects how you take in information and how you put out information, okay? What are you repeating? How is that narrative changing the possibility that it may not be reality, right? So you change it and you're thinking, someone says, hey, you know what? The way you did that, I didn't really like it. Your narrative says, oh my God, they hate me. So then you start responding as if they said, I hate you. Now, guess what? You start attacking them. Guess what? They're going to feel? They're going to feel attacked. What do people do when they feel attacked? They attack back. Right? They go on the defense and they attack back. Then you're going to be like, oh my God, you're going to go into victim mode. Because you're going to be like, oh my God, they're always just so mean to me. Like, why do they always say that to me? Like, why is it always my fault? We all do this. We all do it. Right? But you end up creating the very reality that was never reality to begin with, all because of your twisted narrative. Because again, going back to number six is, how did you grow up? That shit matters. Okay? So I want you to think, and number seven circles back to number one, right? Communicating with others for the sole purpose of making them feel what you feel is not communication, it's retaliation. And so I want you to go into that thinking, are you seeking retaliation and validation or are you seeking resolution? Because that is the whole point of communication. And here's my final tip is never communicate when you have strong emotions ever, ever. Okay, never. And I don't ever, ever use absolute language, right? Like never, always, you know, no, I will right now. Never communicate when you are feeling strong emotions, okay? Because when we are at our angriest or when we are at our saddest or when we are at our most frustrated, we are at our most stupid, okay? And literally this is science because all of your brain is focusing on in being in your midbrain, right? Your mammal brain where your emotion center is. That's not, it can't be in two places at once. So it is either in the emotional center of your brain, your mammal brain, your midbrain, or it is in your prefrontal cortex where all your reasoning and judgment is. It can't be in two places at once. It's either in one place or the other. So allow your emotions to do what they do. Use your great coping skills. Calm down. 
purposefully and mindfully bring your focus to your prefrontal cortex where you are now reasoning and you are more logical and open and and receptive than communicate. Because here's the thing, all of the cool communication things that exist in your brain that allow you to do what you do, they don't exist in the midbrain. They don't exist there. (laughs) They exist in your outer brain, your what we call a human brain. Okay? Again, your your thoughts can't exist in two places at once. You cannot fire off all, you know, your neurotransmitters in one direction. They're going like literally everywhere. So in order for you to focus and have effective communication, you cannot do it when you are emotional. Stop making choices when you're emotional. Stop responding when you're emotional. Stop proactively prompting conversation when you are emotional. First, focus on your emotions. Calm down. Okay? Chill, center, whatever, then communicate. All right? I hope you guys found those seven tips, well, kind of with an eighth bonus tip, um, uh, helpful. I definitely feel like this could totally become a series. I've been asked to kind of talk a little bit more about this. And I feel like it applies to business. I feel like it applies to relationships. I feel like it applies literally to everything because we kind of suck at this as humans, and especially this day and age where like, it's definitely a skill that's very much lacking that I feel like we should focus more on. So if you listen to this for business tips, I definitely want you to think to yourself, this is not just for you and your spouse. This is not just for you and your friends. This is for you and your customers, you and your clients, you and your business partners, because how many of you have to communicate with them? Probably everybody, because we're in the human business, okay? Because nothing buys except humans, so you have to communicate with them, okay? So anyway, I hope you guys found some value in this. If you did, please make sure to screenshot it, put it up in your IG or Facebook stories and tag me at thecourtneyrogers.co, C-O, and let me know what your biggest takeaways are. And if you want me to kind of make this a series and talk more about stuff like this, I got... I got a lot of feedback about doing more mindset tips, tricks, hacks, things like that, more like psychology-based stuff, uh, and then also working in some business tips here and there. So I'm definitely going to start focusing on that because what you guys want, you guys get over here at the Decoded Project. Um, I love you guys. Thank you so much. If you loved this, don't forget to give it a five-star review. That's how we get ranked and how we serve more people. And keep it ad-free because I really don't want to have soap commercials in the middle of this podcast. I don't think you do either. So thank you guys so much. I love you and I will catch you in the next episode.